0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Two Toms, One Ash, your go-to UK-based podcast for all things NFL fantasy football. As usual, joined by the Toms, Happy New
1: Year to you both. Uh, Charlie, I'll come to you first.
0: How are you, mate? Any New Year's resolutions?
1: Nothing worth noting. Maybe don't spend so much time doing fantasy football after this year's uh, results across all leagues.
0: <clears throat> I get that well I'll get that a week but uh, I'll well, give it a, a, eight months <laughs> that train will be back on
2: yeah
0: Good, good, good uh, Scully, How are you and have you got any?
2: Yeah good mate um just just tired really I don't know why first uh, first couple of days back at work and probably leave less taxing than it is usually. It's still a quiet week, but just uh just knackered not not sure but uh new year's resolutions uh play more golf get better at golf so same as the last few years and uh, i'm <laughs> hoping to see some progress on that this year yeah
0: maybe revisit it this time next year and uh and yeah see how you get on um but yeah but i know what you mean i feel uh, similar i guess i quite like a routine and not that i necessarily love work but i quite like the routine of work but um but yeah, last couple of days especially felt it like a little bit, and again, weather's not getting any worse, but um, feels a, feels a little bit darker, a little bit more uh, subdued than normal. Um, okay, so uh, on this episode, what we're going to do is we're going to go through some end of season awards now that our fantasy season is over, uh, and we'll finish by looking ahead to week eighteen and what divisions are still up for grabs. Um, but for now, let's talk about our whole leagues fantasy season. So, winners and losers. So, Tom Howarth won the points total overall in the regular season. Uh, Unsurprisingly, he also won the regular season. uh, So, got a a nice little payout for those. I won the highest scoring individual week uh, with 187 points in week seven. Liam lost, uh, as you all well know Liam. He's been on a couple of times this season. So, Liam lost in the end last week. um, And Wellham won. Quite convincingly in the end last week. So going from last year's loser to then this year's winner. So what a fairy tale, fairy tale story for him. Um, so Scully, what do you reckon to to those winners and losers? If you like, would that have been? I mean, obviously apart from yourself winning everything, um, would that be how you'd have seen it play out? Or, or anyone? I don't know, come out of nowhere to win anything.
2: Not really, but I mean. It was our first year, we've been doing it three years now, and the first year where Tom practically ran away with the league, he was the highest scorer, um, and then ended up winning the championship. Um, last two years have just not gone like that. I mean, I had a losing record going into the um, into the playoffs last season and, and managed to come away <laughs> winning the whole thing, and then Wellham's followed suit this year uh, and gone from, like you've mentioned, being lowest... Um, last year buying buying me the ring to to coming away with the whole thing this year so it just goes to prove that what we've said all along it's a lot about luck um, really and um, I think all you have to do is just get into the playoffs and then you've got you've got every chance Yeah 100% I think if you
0: I, I know it's easier said than i planning for the playoffs and you've got to be in there. But planning for the playoffs, if you know from the start or you know early on that someone's going to have a, a better schedule because you know a particular defence is weak against receivers or tight ends, but shopping for them. But but seeing like lots of stats going around this week that someone like Jameer Gibbs, pretty poor week one to four. Rashid Rice, pretty poor first seven weeks. But once it started building, um, that league winners and similar for... Likes a Zaire White for the Raiders, um, not that you'd have predicted that early on, but someone like that could easily win you the championship by getting them off waivers as well. Charlie, is that how you see things? Would you have done anything different, maybe, with your team in
1: hindsight? No, nothing different. Um, I think, like like Scully said, that the hard part is getting to the playoffs. That that's you, you build your season around that, and then. Anything can happen from there, which which was proven this year by our league, the top four seeds all losing. Um, obviously, we don't have a bye. So, one, two, three, four, all lost to five, six, seven, eight. Uh, and we had a, a seven versus eight championship game. So, you know, the, it, it just proves the fact that down to those championship week, uh, the, the playoff weeks, quarterfinals, semis and, and final, and anything can happen and uh, all it takes is one big player um like cooper uh, against Scully. Uh just destroyed his week and uh, all it takes is somebody to have a week like that and uh you, the form goes out the window the rest of the team it's it's really difficult to to make it up so uh, yeah just getting just getting to the playoffs and in fairness with the start i had this year i was happy to get there
0: yeah well played and and wellhams he's not quite decided which shirt he's having yet. I think uh, at the minute, it's looking like some sort of throwback 49ers, but he's going to give it another couple of weeks before deciding which one it is. But we'll keep everyone up to date and uh, and let him know his decision once he's made that. Uh, not quite, a, I guess he's a 49ers fan and he had Christian McCaffrey in his team, so it's not quite like Daniel Jones, and new scully last year, as to picking your fantasy MVP. Um, excellent. Okay, so they're, they're our kind of few... Uh, winners and losers for the season uh, and what we pay out on. If anyone out there does anything different in their leagues or get any other suggestions, then do send them those on Twitter as well. Uh, hopefully, we can up the payouts and, and up the pay-ins for next season for our league, for sure. OK, so let's now take a look at the end of season fantasy awards. So, I know we did something similar, uh, what seems like, very recently, but it was actually start of November when Mike was on um mid-season so it'll be interesting to see how and if these have changed at all uh same categories um but different different one of us kind of picking the few so scully i'll start with you and offensive rookie
2: of the year so it could have been a few people i guess um probably cj stroud stands out a little bit but uh I've gone for the man the, whose name I've butchered for the entire season. And hopefully I'm going to get it right this time. So Puka Nakua. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like that. Yeah. yeah. I think you'll yeah. like Cheers. that too. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. And hope the whole Polynesian race, I've probably, probably got the whole race wrong. You're not even Polynesian. So uh, anyway, yeah. probably not. Probably not. <laughs> You're right. But anyway, what he definitely is, is wide receiver right? Uh, five Sorry. On uh, on the season um he scored 284 points which is uh about almost 18 points on average with uh on average per week he's got over 100 receptions almost 1500 yards and five touchdowns and he just come from nowhere i mean never heard of him it wasn't someone i don't think um albert spoke about pre-season um the rams just i mean they've they're one of the sides now, I think, to to be watched going into the playoffs, especially in uh, in the NFC, and a lot of it's down to to what this guy's been able to do. Um, so yeah, no, for me, he's be, he's been outstanding, um, outstanding rookie for fantasy, but an outstanding rookie as well, just uh, just in general. Um, and then just just not to call anybody out because he, he is my rookie of uh, rookie of the season, office and rookie of the season, but. Um, the other person uh, in the backfield for the Rams, as well as another person that could have uh, quite easily got this in Karen Williams. And he probably did win a lot of people uh, their fantasy championships this weekend on the back of his hat trick. So, um, yeah, big shout out to him as well. But Puka for offensive rookie of the year.
0: Yeah, definitely. Go on, Charlie.
1: Same. His average draft position was undrafted. Um, he went as as. Wide receivers go ninetieth overall wide receiver, uh, two hundred ninety third. So if you're in a twelve man league or less, he's gone undrafted. Um, so he's only been picked up in in leagues where you've got fourteen or more players. So yeah, if you've picked him up, I mean, I think people picked him up probably in the first couple of weeks after after he went off. Uh, and if he has, he's he's uh, he's definitely been a, a league winner this year. Fantastic player.
0: Yeah, great shout, great pick. Um, uh, probably would have been mine as well. I remember even mid-season, really. I think it was I probably split it between him and Sam Laporta, but but Puka Nakua. I know he was on Pat McAfee's show yesterday. Uh, I think he was doing a little interview, and and yeah, brilliant how he was saying what he was a fifth-round pick of the Rams, um, but he knew straight away when Stafford was throwing to him the type of throws that he's he's getting there, uh, and even then just so laid back and just not always sure about the routes that he's running, but he's shouting over to Cooper Cup saying. Coop, what am I doing on this run? He's like, yep, yeah, you're going a slant. You go, All right, cool. And then like seconds later, he runs it. Stafford throws it to him and then runs off for a touchdown. So it's so yeah, totally unpredictable and unseen at the start, but but great shout. And uh, and yeah, what a top player. And and in fairness, good little stretch that the Rams are on, and uh, and it's not over just yet either. Okay, I'll jump in there next with with the one that everyone's waiting for, comeback player of the year. Um, so, Charlie, so you picked this one up halfway through the season uh, and you shouted out Tua. Um, I think Tua himself has probably dropped off a little bit. Not necessarily that the, the Dolphins have, although obviously like losing last week to the Ravens and, and one or two others. But I think Tua has still done very, very well. Um, shout out to Baker Mayfield. I think potentially could have gone too. Um, it was a close second. But I went for Brees Hall. Um He finished 38th among running backs last season after, I guess, touring his ACL in week seven, I think it was. He finished fourth this year in the position, um, just seven points away from second. So, so again, that's how close it was between all of them, really, apart from kind of um, a clear number one. Um, But averaging 16 points a game, and I think behind a horrendous offensive line as well. Pretty terrible offense based on that, based on... Almost going all in on Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think if if he can stay how he is, stay the Jets' number one running back. I know early on in the season whether it's Dalvin Cook, whether it's Brees Hall, but there wasn't really any doubt once the season got going that Brees Hall is the main man, uh, and I expect that to be the same next season. Hopefully with with them for them with a healthy Aaron Rodgers, but I just think he's everything that people wanted him to be and hoped that he'd be last season and also at the start of this season um some up and down weeks uh, some single digits and then one or two with kind of really high scoring but overall to get to go from 38th to an ACL to finishing fourth um it, he gets my vote for comeback player of the year. Charlie I'll come over to you and uh and we'll go for offensive mvp.
1: Obviously with the the fact that we've got an overall MVP. I wanted to steer away from the obvious choice who I think will probably get the vote for for MVP uh, and go for somebody. The reason that I knew where Puka was drafted was, as I said, I was looking at where people were drafted earlier. And for me, I I was going for somebody who was drafted a lot lower uh, in most leagues, uh, but has performed really well. So he's, in terms of wide receivers, running backs, tight ends, so taking your quarterbacks out there is is the eighth highest scorer on the season. Number seven in terms of wide receivers, uh, and for me, it's Mike Evans. I think he's just been phenomenal. Another, uh, another record-breaking season in terms of yardage, but just in terms of where he was drafted – so his his average take was seventy sixth overall, which is the sixth round in a twelve person league, which is insane. You, you look at look at the players that are, that have been drafted in front of him, so likes of Drake London, um, Amari Cooper. I know Amari Cooper had a good few weeks co- uh, coming into the end of the season, but he's he's done nothing really prior to that. Calvin Ridley. Um, Chris Alave, Garrett Wilson, like players like that that were that were taken, and and just with him left. I mean, Chris Godwin on the same team was average draft position was uh, around prior. So crazy to think that Mike Evans dropped off that far, uh, and for him to put up the seventh highest. Uh, wide receiver numbers, which would have in terms of draft, would have put him uh, looking at uh, where they are in, in rank order. So it went, Justin Jefferson, jmar Chase, Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, cd Lamb, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup. So he was being, it, it, where he's finished, he should have been taken at the same position as Cooper Cup. Uh, a fantastic year, and I think just, just as a value option to finish that high as well. Uh, fantastic for me for Mike Evans.
0: Yeah, great player and so underrated. I think as a player and also in fantasy, just someone as consistent as that. And I know we've talked about it on previous episodes, but yeah, you get your your big players and you can't count for injuries, but you get your big players like Tyreek Hill that's potentially scoring thirty or forty points. But Mike Evans, who's just steadily away every single week and every single season. It seems as well, as well, so so yeah, good shout. And interesting to see whether again he goes under the radar next year. Um, likelihood that Baker's still sticking around, a similar offense around him. Whether that sort of consistency will do him good? Who knows? We'll see. Uh, and Scholey, a big one.
2: Um, MVP. What are you going with? No surprise, um, as Charlie's mentioned, um, Christian McCaffrey. So I'll just go through. A list of facts about Christian McCaffrey and I think it's pretty obvious why he's got to be the MVP um, 391 points overall which is an average of 24 and a half points per week he got a higher 48 and then a lower 13 he scored in the 20s nine times and then over 33 times so it's just just ridiculous numbers and ridiculously consistent uh, throughout the whole season and um, he scored the third most overall fantasy points. So the other two were obviously quarterbacks in, in our league anyway, with it being a six-point uh, still, Ash. Uh, worst commissioner in the world, not not changing them back, but six points for a throwing touchdown this season. Um, second most um, in the NFC. So obviously we're talking about Josh Allen and, and Jalen Hurts were the only two people to score better than in, in fantasy this year um that's the most for a non-quarterback overall in the nfl it's 130 points more than the next running back that's wild 130 points yeah. yeah that's that's ridiculous for for me um is the most valuable player on the number one seed in the nfc in the nfc um he's got 21 total touchdowns yeah. over 2000 all-purpose yards this year um, and he was drafted number one overall in our league, and he won our fantasy championship. So, I, I don't know who else it, it could have gone for. Yeah, no-brainer, really. All season,
0: he's been there. <laughs> Although, fun enough, he's out this weekend, isn't he? So, if we would have done like we do last last year, and we, we had our championship in week 18, uh, and, and yeah, your main man, your MVP's not there to play in it. Yeah, that would be uh, difficult to take. But yeah, good call. I think uh, we all are uh, and everyone should be in agreement with that one. If you're not, then, well, let us know why and let, let us know who else is better than Christian McCaffrey. I think, um, yeah, there's, there's not many people. Uh, I don't think there's anyone this season. OK, so we have got a question that's come through on Twitter. So for next season, uh, who currently would be our top five draft order? Um. All right, so what we'll do is, I guess we'll go uh, one by one. Um, We'll go in order. We'll start with our first pick. I'll call out first. Um, So my number one pick for last season, we just talked about him. MVP, Uh, he's been phenomenal for every season that he's been in the NFL. I think that plays into it a lot. He's not had too many injuries. There's no signs of him slowing down, no signs of the offensive, offense weakening at all. Number one um, is
2: Christian McCaffrey. Schooley, your number one pick agree with you cmc i think he was number 1 pick this year it was a between him and jefferson this year but for me has been um, just in a league of his own so i think it'll be uh, that way next year
1: yeah charlie same yeah of course um you're not going to can't pick anybody else can we? the guys like he's just gone through the numbers absolute machine we just got to hope that the curse of the number 1 overall pick doesn't take effect next year because uh, it's hit pretty hard for fantasy managers the last few years.
0: Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, I, I think after that number one pick after Christian McCaffrey, I think you are starting to roll a little bit of a dice. Um, but my number two overall pick next season, as it stands, uh, would be Tyreek Hill. I've had him this season. Uh, he's game changer. He's been brilliant. Um, his what his last couple of weeks he's been in now out a little bit with a little niggling injury, but no real signs of slowing down or age. So I think number two for me, Tyreek Hill. Schooley?
2: Tyreek Hill, yeah. Um, I've got these written down as well, so I can I can show you afterwards, but no, completely agree. Tyreek Hill, number two.
1: Charlie? Just shows that this is completely unscripted because nobody knows what five have picked, but I've gone for Tyreek Hill as well. Uh, I've been bleating on all season that I think Tyreek Kill's the most valuable player outside of a quarterback uh, in terms of what he can do in a game. So, yeah, it'd he, uh, be a close pick for me if I had number one overall between uh, McCaffrey and, and Tyreek Hill. And I certainly wouldn't be disappointed to end up with either of them if I was number two.
0: Yeah, and and I guess another year as well with Tyreek, uh Waddle, um, obviously A-chain that's coming through. Another year under with Mike McDaniel and that offence that maybe... Even better still. Um, so yeah, you're right. Absolutely unscripted between the three of us. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, although I do think now's where we might start to see some sort of changes. So my third overall pick for next year would be Justin Jefferson. Um, I think he's a different type of receiver to Tyreek Hill. I think he's. I think he's probably that in between. Tyreek's number one. Jefferson's number two. And then and then we'll see. But I think Jefferson, I think debatable at the minute with what's happening at quarterback, who's thrown to him. But still, I think a good offence, good head coach. Jefferson, hopefully coming off an injury and being fully fit, um,
2: he'd he'd be my number three pick. Schooley? See, I didn't go for Jefferson this time, but it's for the exact um, reason that you have just mentioned. Uncertainty at quarterback. I don't know who's going to be throwing to him. Um, and whilst Jefferson was out, Addison was meant to be the, the main man, and quarterbacks just can't throw it to him. So, uh, real, really unsure about him. But for me, I'm going to go with the one that has um, been so consistent this year and got a quarterback uh, that has been playing some of his best football since since his early years uh, CD Lamb.
0: Yeah, interesting. He's, I know he was picked high Pick high this season. Um, but I don't think anyone had predicted it that he'd done as it would do as well as he has done, uh, or even the Cowboys have done as well as they've done, I guess. Uh, Charlie, who are you picking?
1: Yeah, following two, me and Scully, one, two, and three. Uh, CD Lamb for me, purely based on the uh, lack of consistency at quarterback for Jefferson, and I, I just think the fact that Dak Prescott's um, playing fantastic. CD Lambs had that massive season on pace this year for 170 targets, uh 1639 yards. Um absolute machine. And uh clear clear wide receiver one there and he he's getting the goal line targets as well. Um so yeah, I think he's uh, he's he's a good pick for three. Yeah, definitely.
0: And, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not I'm not going to say anything bad against him at all. Like yeah, absolute quality player. Um it's maybe maybe Dak that I don't rate, but um But fair play. Um, All right, so fourth pick. Uh, I struggled with this one a little bit. I struggled to think who it might be. And maybe it's just because I've been thinking about him and just been speaking about him. But uh, as it stands at the minute, I'd go Brees Hall. I think with how well he's done this season, I think that he is the number one back. It's not Dalvin Cook. It's not anyone else, uh, assuming that they don't draft anyone else, assuming that they solidify that offensive line a little bit Aaron Rodgers comes back they then got kind of a, a, a passing offense he can do everything that some of the other running backs that uh, maybe we'll talk about maybe you guys might pick as well but he can do everything that they can do he's young it'll be his third season next year so so yeah I, I like the look of Brees Hall um I think Midi was a couple of years too early picking him up in the what second round last fantasy season but um but yeah, I like the look of Brees Holland and he'd be my number fourth
2: pick. Scully, who would yours be? Oh, just before I get onto that, they've uh, released Alvin Cook. So um Definitely well. I mean that's that probably goes more <laughs> in or in that favour. Um no for me, number four I've just gone for somebody who's um I know well, actually I have I've been in a few leagues where quarterbacks have gone first, but he's an absolute point monster um every single year. So Josh Allen for me, it's um, finished the top of our fantasy league. And I know six point for, for a passing touchdown, but it's probably finished the top in most fantasy leagues, if I'd, I'd imagine. Anyway, like I said, he's an absolute point monster. He's guaranteed points each and every single week. So um, yeah, I'd take him top five, but number four overall. Interesting. Yeah, quarterback that early. I don't think
0: we, we have in our fantasy season. Maybe the first season? um. But I think when it comes to, con- again, you never know what's going to happen. Look at Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. They, they can all get injured. But as it's gone so far for him, his career, Josh Allen's been rock solid, um, not only in performance, but just being there, um, which is which is yeah, hard hard to do, I think, uh, when we look at some of the other top tens that were picked last year for us. Charlie, what are you saying?
1: Uh, following on from Scully, uh, I've got a different one this time, so uh, we're, we're not we're not uh, exactly the same. So for me, I've gone for a player who was was really under the radar this this year. Um, I I certainly didn't think he was going to be doing anything. I thought the work was going to somebody else who ended up getting dropped. So uh, for me, it'd be Kyron Williams. Um, he's got head coach there who is all about that bell cow running back. He wants to be goal line back, early down back, third down back. He's literally doing it all. He's, he's played 12 games and he's finished the, I think, the fifth highest uh, running back uh, with 255 points, but played only 12 games. So uh, an absolute machine. And he's just shown towards the back end of this year now that he's, he's fully fit what what he is capable of doing. And especially with that, that workload that they're going to give him uh, in LA while uh, he, he's, he's got the, the full backing of, the, of his coach. I, I think he's a no-brainer for me.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah, based on this season and, and if they do decide to kind of stick with one running back, which is not always done, but if they do based on this year, then, then yeah, I think he's been fantastic and, yeah, what an offence. Um. OK, so background and fifth pick. So, yeah, I really struggled with this. And, uh, again, I, we could, I could have probably picked, I don't know, five or six players, really. All of similar ability, similar similar level, I think. Um, but I, I went for Jamar Chase. I think based on what he's done his first couple of seasons in the league, this season's been a, a bit of a down season, I think mainly because Burrow's been injured throughout, although he's played the first few games. He's been injured really right from the start with that calf. But still done okay. Um, so I think with a healthy Joe Burrow, um, still a, a very good Bengals offense and offense and, and team in general. I think they're going to be right up there. Um, so so as safe as it can be, barring injuries, yeah, I'd go Jamar Chase at number five. Surely now, Scully, or is this too early for Nick
2: Chubb? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's still a little bit early for Nick Chubb. Um, but now I've gone for. The man that's that's led my team to a third third place finish and, and the person whose shirt I would have definitely got this season if I'd have been the overall champion. Um Sent Brown. So he's just so consistent, so good. Um I, I am saying this on the assumption that Jared Goff is the quarterback again next year. So I might contradict myself a little bit where I didn't go for Jefferson because of the quarterback situation. I'm assuming here that Jared Goff is uh, is the quarterback for next year, but uh, no, for me, Saint Brown's got to be in with a shout and going top five. So yeah, number five.
0: Yeah, out of left field. Well, out of left field in the terms of he's not been there before. Um, but but not with yeah, he's almost always your star player. I think when we've talked about him on here every week, is not he? Charlie, round it off your fifth pick.
1: Yeah, I have followed suit with you, Ash. Um, it could have been, in fairness. One of a few, Justin Jefferson potentially, but uh, the the quarterback worries for me, um, and I just I think Jamar Chase just pips it as as we are currently. I think I'd fully expect Joe Burry Joe, Joe Burrow even if I can get my words out Joe Burrow to come back uh, fully healthy next year. Um, obviously, there's that risk of of re injury, so it's not a, he's not a dead cert next year. But I mean, the the last two years, he's um, it, still been right up there as as one of the best fantasy options. Um, so yeah, I, I, fully fit Joe Burrow, I'd I'd have to take Chase. Yeah,
0: good. I think all of us really, I guess, a good top five, and, and there's lots of things that play into it, and who we'd pick, and 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 even the order, in fairness. Um, but just a couple of quick observations and two questions. So I'll ask ask one each. So Scully, I'll come to you first. So not so much who's in the top five for all of us, but who's not in the top five. There's no there's no Austin Eckler who's been consistently up there. Uh, again, I know this is based on this season that we've had as well. No Jonathan Taylor, no Cooper Cup. Are, th- are they are they done? Are they over the hill? Is it just the fact that season that they've had just doesn't warrant a top five? Would you still pick them high, or are they uh, are they kind of past it do you see
2: i don't think i don't think past it um but i think they, i think they're slipping i mean you saw it with um derrick henry this season i mean every other season he has been a top one pick i mean definitely top definitely top five pick and this year he slipped well into the second round today was it even early third third round that he went in our in our league, and I'd be interested to see where it went in most leagues. But, no, for me, I think they're going on that kind of similar trajectory, probably a little bit earlier than than Derek Henry um, did in his career, or what we're talking about, fantasy career. But I think they might, might even fall into the, the second round, um, and, and well into the second round, because you're taking players like Kyron Williams mm. um, over some of the running backs that you've just mentioned. You're taking possibly a Nakua over Cooper Cup. So, um, yeah, for me, they're, they're not done by any stretch or means, but um, they're, they're slipping a little bit. Definitely, out, for me, out of the first round. Mm, yeah, yeah, I think I think we'd see that as well, actually.
0: And, and Charlie, so, again, not top five, um, but seeing some reports recently around tight ends. Now, Kelsey has been kind of debatable whether he's a top five that, that we even talked about, potentially top one, top two because of how elite he is and how much of a difference maker he is at tight end, still very good. But I guess the difference between him, Hawkinson, Laporta now, um, Kittle, Mark Andrews, doesn't seem like a huge gap anymore. So in terms of tight ends in the top two
1: rounds, can you see that? I still think he's elite. So I think you've still got, the opportunity for him to score like a wide receiver, but I don't, I can't see him going first round next year. I think probably like most leagues where the quarterbacks start going, your elite quarterbacks start going. I think probably going to see on that sort of turn uh, the the tight ends. But for me personally, it's it's not somebody I'd be reaching for, um, just purely based on that this 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 year especially the amount of tight ends that. Have been able to score decent points. There's not been one breakaway. Uh, I know Sam Laporte has had a fantastic year and finished high scoring tight end. Um, great pick up by me. Obviously traded away, but uh, yeah, it, it's just a bit of a lottery. And I think that there's no guarantee. And to to give away such a high pick on no guarantee, it, you you're potentially shooting yourself in the foot there.
2: Yeah, no doubt. No, I mean, crazy to say that we were talking about potentially taking him first overall as well at the beginning of the season. And and that wasn't a crazy form, mm-hmm. um, And it was a, definitely a consideration. And now, like you said, Tom, it's he, definitely not going to be the, the first tight end off the board. It's um, probably, I mean... Well, yeah, if he gets in the top five, but you, you could be taking Sam Laporte over him. You could be taking uh, McBride over him. You could be taking Dalton Kincaid even over him. Uh, N'Joke, who's having an amazing end to the season. I think he was tight end number one in the fantasy playoff period. Um, all those people could be could be taken higher than, uh, than Kelsey next year, which is uh, something that you wouldn't have imagined us saying uh, at the beginning of the year.
0: Yeah, yeah, interesting, and I'm sure all our thoughts on on kind of tight ends, those few players, and definitely those top five will change uh, before it comes around to draft time, uh, which is well a long way off now, in it. But um, but interesting to do, and great question. So looking ahead now to week eighteen and the last week of the regular season, fantasy season is is over for us, uh, and I thought vast majority of you out there, um, but there's still a few divisions still to play for um charlie let's come to you first and the nfc east so who's your prediction to win the nfc east this weekend
1: i'm really sorry to say it ash but i've got to go cowboys mate i know it's breaking your heart we deserve
0: it but go on
1: yeah just i don't i just don't know what's going on with the eagles um that what I mean this this weekend it it was pain it was painful to watch and I'm not an Eagles fan so I I don't even know how you were feeling watching it because let's face it it was like a complete capitulation.
0: Yeah, exactly that. Really, What well, I mean it was only the Cardinals, like <laughs> one of the worst teams in the league against, and we still have one of the best teams, one of none of the best groups of players in the league, but. It's not happening. Uh, I don't know exactly what it is. Whether it is play calling, whether it is um, some of the coordinators, whether it is individual players. You see them getting frustrated, which I think naturally. I, I don't read too much into that. I think, I think majority of players on winning teams and good players, they're winners. They're not happy when they're losing. They're not happy when they're not getting the ball, and that's that's probably what you want. But um, but yeah, not looking great. So so what what's, what's your pick that the
1: Eagles lose? I assume and Cowboys win. And I, I that th- gives them. Um, yeah. I think Cowboys go and and uh, and storm it, and Eagles get pipped by the Giants. Yeah, unfortunately, I
0: could I could see that. in fairness, when first week of the playoffs, whether whether we carry on any further than that, who knows? Anyway, um, but okay, uh, got that out of the way. Uh, Scully, over
2: to you. And staying in the East, but AFC East. So I think it's I think it's crazy that. Uh, if the bills win, they guarantee and lock the the number two seed uh but if they lose i think they're out of the playoffs which is just a, just a crazy scenario uh, and i do like the dolphins but they've only beat the cowboys this season who have anything of of any note and anytime they do go up against a team that is half decent uh they get beaten and beaten convincingly and that does include their, their week four um drubbing by um, by the bills um granted in buffalo so i mean the only advantage that the dolphins have is that they're at home um miami they're still in in the mid-20s uh, in terms of the, in terms of the weather celsius uh okay. that is but um yeah i still think the bills are going to be just too strong too strong for the dolphins uh like i said the, the track record this year against anybody of any note is not good and they've just got absolutely pasted by the ravens um bills are coming good at the right time so i think they clinch it
0: wow well, yeah it couldn't be, put me any op- more opposite in weather could it uh i know that's normally plays into the bills hands at home um but yeah see how they get on bottom um, but excellent okay we'll put it out for the bills um, so I'll go up next, and I'll go on NFC South. Uh, so, so three that can still win this, um, but it's a it's a fair it's the obvious choice that I'm going to make. So I'm going to predict that the books win the division. They're in the driving seat, and they're playing the worst team in the league with the Panthers, with absolutely nothing to play for. Um, it, yeah, it just looks a total mess in Carolina. But the Bucks eight and eight. Um, I think. I think on one hand, uh, obviously, as we saw them in Week Three, uh, not particularly good team. Uh, they weren't then, and I think they've just plodded on throughout the season. I do think, as we've mentioned, Mike Evans has done well, uh, Rashad White's done well. I think Baker Mayfield's done done well to get himself settled and hopefully get himself another season uh, in Tampa. Um, so I think I think they win it anyway, which gives them the the win, um, and then it's Falcons against the Saints, which. I think the Saints win, but um, but I think yeah, I think my, my my prediction, if you like, is that the Bucs win and win the division. I think the Saints beat the Falcons, and I think by midday on Monday, Arthur Smith needs to find himself a new job, uh, making Bijan Robinson a clear number one running back uh, in Atlanta for next season, which which might change those top five picks that we've just done, I guess. But um, but Buccaneers to win the NFC South for me. Charlie back
1: over to you and last one uh, the AFC South i think this is the hardest one to pick um three teams in it i'm i'm going to i'm going to rule one out straight away um who are actually the bookie's favorites and that being the jags i, I think the titans are going to turn the jags over this week um titans at home and jags have just been so inconsistent this year so Titans to beat the Jags, so it all comes down to a shootout between the the Texans and the Colts, which I just I don't know if I can call. I'd like I'd like to see the Texans. I'd like to see the Texans do it purely based on the fact they've got that rookie quarterback, they've got a couple of young wide receivers, they've got a good core of young players um and and yeah I, I just i like i like what they're doing um and i'm just a massive Colts fan if i'm honest so <laughs> yeah I, but then i can i can see them doing it there at home i feel like they've got a bit of an advantage by being at home this this week so it, it's such a tough tough one to call but I, i'm i'm going to go with my heart and go texans
0: yeah, I think they're they're the nice story. I think, aren't they? I think if the Colts win, I think it almost makes it more difficult for the Colts in the sense that they've got Anthony Richardson; he's the future. But Gardner Minshew's just taken over and got you to the playoffs. So what's what's it going to turn out like? But but yeah, I could see that. I see it both ways, like you say, Titans beating the Jags, and then uh, and then Texans finishing off the Colts. We'll see. And that's that. Uh, What do you make of those predictions for divisional winners? Uh, Let us know on Twitter and don't forget to give us some suggestions of the other categories for our league winners as well. Huge weekend ahead, season-defining, life-changing, I guess, for some, and no doubt the end of the road for several head coaches and players alike. Um, If you do like what you're listening to, please leave us a rating and review. Uh, Sorry, should I say a good rating and a good review. and, uh, And we'll see you on the other side.